Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat, and this week we'll look at Russian wheat trades to Egypt. There are concerns over Chinese demand and the EU wheat exports remain strong. As we mentioned last week, the wheat market remains range-bound, with little news or activity causing a significant breakout to either side. To put this into context, as many of you would have seen the six to eight pound moves throughout the day on our London market, these moves have become commonplace rather than biannual events. As I write, the market is pricing in global drought and a reduction in crop conditions and zero limitations on Ukrainian exports. We are now firmly locked into pre-war levels. The EU wheat exports continue to set an impressive pace, which will leave Russia in a sticky situation. If the Russians have the large crop many believe, there will need to be a raid rate of exports from the Black Sea and significant discounted offers to capture market share of the cost of European exporters. Historically, French wheat has always been the most competitive and attractive into North African countries, which may be starting to change. Outside of an international tender, yesterday saw reports of Russian wheat trading into Egypt at a $20 discount to a suggested French offer. Contrary to supply, a large question mark sits alongside forward demand, increasing concerns over rising inflation. The UK reaches a 10% rise in the cost of goods and living with a current forecast to hit 18% by City and other large investment banks. Such news, coupled with the latest GDP growth figures of minus 2.6% in China, minus 0.9% in the US and a measly 0.6% in the EU, the three largest global economies reflect slowing output, which will affect the commodity basket and create risk-off strategies for traders. Furthermore, the current hostility between China and Taiwan adds to global trade woes, with the threat of Western sanctions and a repeat reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. As China shows its regional dominance and poses a direct threat to invade Taiwan, Western nations are making noise of repercussions to such an event. Could this take the largest US buyer of agricultural commodities off the table? There remain many unanswered questions about the potential trade flows throughout this season before new crop plantings or the ability for some nations to plant becomes a focus. On to malting barley in this week's headlines. Well, prices are unchanged, the focus moves to movement and premiums continue to narrow. Despite some ups and downs on wheat futures this week, malting barley prices have remained unchanged. With spring malting barley harvest complete, movement is now the imperative and most growers have surplus which won't fit in their stores and has to be sold and moved quickly. We are hoping to commence our export programme in September. To some extent that depends upon the European inland waterways having sufficient rainfall as a lot of our malting exports have to be transshipped via Rotterdam. Malting premiums continue to narrow, particularly in the south, when feed barley improves, but the headline malting price stays the same. The oilseed rape headlines this week, while prices are firmer, the pro-farmer crop tour and drought concerns. This week we've seen firmer rapeseed prices, supported by higher Chicago soybeans and a good domestic demand. Monday saw Matif rapeseed turn around, closing up for the first time in seven sessions. On Tuesday, Matif was further supported by the firm of Chicago on the back of poor pod counts from the pro-farmers Midwest crop tour. 
However, on Wednesday, Matif Rapeseed lost ground due to profit-taking. Fundamentals remain the same, with attention on weather and the US soybean crop potential. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour is a four-day tour across the US with the aim of providing the industry with information about likely corn yields and soybean pod counts ahead of the harvest season. Information is gathered from 2,000-plus fields across Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio and South Dakota. The crop tour will help to assess the magnitude of the US drought and its effects on yields. Estimates from surveys in Indiana, Nebraska and South Dakota have seen pods down from last year's average. However, the US bean yield debate will continue until harvest starts and actual yields can be quantified. Weather remains a market focus. European Drought Observatory has said that Europe's worst drought in 500 years could continue into November, causing concern for any remaining planting of winter rapeseed and the germination and emergence of seeds that are already in the ground. Two-thirds of the continent are in a state of alert or warning, reducing inland shipping, electricity production and potential yields, a European agency said on Tuesday. China's heatwave has now spread past 70 days, making it the longest and most widespread on record, with around 30% of the 600 weather stations along the Yangtze recording highest temperatures ever last Friday. The heatwave is now posing a serious threat to the country's autumn crops and everything possible should be done to try and expand water availability, the Agriculture Minister said in a notice posted on Tuesday. The market is closely monitoring the heatwave in China, which could be forced to ramp up imports of corn, soybeans and rice in coming months if dryness continues. And finally, the Grain and Pulses price indicator, feed wheat for August 22, £245, November 250, feed barley for August £230, November 235, and oilseed rate for September 500 to 505, November 506 to 511. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular Openfield contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.